Hey, it's Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 77 for Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. Happy Halloween, onesies. How you guys doing? I am back from my trip to California, and I am full-blown sick. Uh, couldn't have come at a better time, all right? I was around a lot of sick people before I left. About a week before I left, everyone was telling me that they were sick, and of course, they only told me after I was in close quarters with them. So I'll be honest with you, that whole week, um, you know, leading up to the departure of my trip, I was worried I would start getting symptoms, you know, and start getting sick. And I'm not even 100% sure if I mentioned this uh, on the last podcast, but as soon as we landed and we're in the uh, in the, the Uber on our way to our Airbnb, my throat and ears and everything started getting a little bit, you know, tickly and itchy. And it was basically just that feeling you get right before you get sick. Um and I, uh, and it turned out it was just like the, the air quality in Los Angeles, was a little rough. So, you know, the next morning I was fine, but it was just, it was, it was worrisome. I thought, you know, I was just getting sick right as I got there. And of course this exact same feeling, uh, started to take me over yesterday, which was Monday. I'm recording this of course on Tuesday night, last minute, I tried to sleep everything off to try to give you guys as much energy. Um, let's, let's give you a little highlights. Maybe some of the stuff that you'll hear this episode, it, it probably really will be a very short one. Um, there's lots to talk about, but I just don't have it guys. My head's on fire. Um, I'm taking every kind of drug I can think of to, to make me feel better. I'm drinking, you know, I, I did an event for Coke today, Coca-Cola at the Chateau Laurier, and they have the Suja water, uh, there, which is like they called lemon love. It's not available in Canada. So they were showcasing it to some of the, the people here. And, uh, it's got like stevia, which is natural plant sweetener lemon cayenne pepper and water those are the ingredients and i've been sipping on this stuff all day and it's helping reduce some of the pain um but just my head feels like it's on fire so my my what was uh sore throat and ears last night is now like full-blown head cold and i was actually supposed to i was doing a promo today from 7 30 in the morning till 6 p.m now luckily they took mercy on me and let me go at three but uh but i've i've been really uncomfortable all day and i'm, I'm so sorry i came home I napped for a few hours, hoping that that might refresh me and I just woke up more sick. So, uh, this, this cold is still, it's still winning. We're in the empire strikes back phase of this, this, uh, cold. All right. And why a star Wars reference? Well, you'll find it a little later on, hopefully a very little later on because <laughs> I just don't, I'm so sorry, guys. I, I don't want to miss one. This would be again, still haven't missed you on a Wednesday and I, I, I've been sick before and recorded the podcast. So it might just be a short one. Um, but like I said, I do have a lot to talk about. I, uh, I want to wish you guys a happy Halloween. I hope that, uh, you know, that you have a great Halloween. A lot of people were celebrating it last weekend. It's weird for Halloween to land on a Wednesday, right? So it's right in the middle of the week, which, which weekend do you celebrate? You got to do the one beforehand. Right. And, uh, and I was in California, I was in Los Angeles and people were celebrating it on Friday night. I saw people all over the place going out to the clubs and things like that. It was my last night in town tell you more about that a little later on uh went to go see uh, uh jimmy kimmel live taping that was a lot of fun very surreal uh did some touristy stuff you know i'll tell you guys all about that stuff so let's let's bounce right back into it i'm going to give you guys here's how this week's going to work all right 
since I'm always begging you to be moderate. For anyone who's tuning in, by the way, for the first time, I'm sorry that this is the first episode you're listening to. I, I am I have I've prided myself on never being late on an episode. I don't have the energy that this episode requires. So here's what I'm hoping. Rather than just going, hey guys, I'm sick, blah, 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 talk for 15 minutes and then put it out. I'm gonna give you very, very broad strokes on the things that happened. And here's what I want from you. If any of you are interested in hearing any more in depth about any of the stuff that I did from said broad strokes, I'll ask you to email contact at one man get a little interactive with me and say, Hey Josh, what else happened at, you know, Kimmel or your podcasting or, you know, uh, some of the shows you went to. Um, so again, <laughs> that's like clickbait. That's what I'm doing. I'm clickbaiting. I'm going to give you guys a bunch of things and you go, Ooh, that's one thing I'd like more of. So contact at one man podcast. That that'll be your cue. Anything you want to know more about, I need to hear it from you. Otherwise I'll assume that you heard everything that you wanted to hear about these events. So as far back as Wednesday, so I was up very, very late after the last podcast, getting it produced and whatnot. Mikey and I had had such a busy day. And again, shout out to my good buddy, uh, Mike club law who without him, uh, there's, there's no way I could have gone on this trip. Uh, his, uh, he was very, very generous. He, uh, he used, uh, some aeroplan points, air miles, whatever it is and, uh, and got my flight. So, uh, he's traveling. I guess he's sitting on a bunch of points that won't be good in some time, but he's actually just a super, super good dude, a good friend. And, uh, it was very, very kind of him to, uh, to, you know, basically take care of my flight. We paid, we paid, uh, the taxes on it, but essentially this trip happened because I didn't have to pay my airfare. So, um, huge. I cannot tell you what that means to me. I, I never would have even considered like, I'm not a traveler. Um, you guys know me. I spend my money on stupid shit, but, uh, but because of Mike, uh, I was able to, uh, to do that. We got a really good Airbnb. I think I'm just the kind of guy who needs to be set towards a goal. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Every day is kind of like, well, I want everything to work out, but I don't do a whole lot, uh, towards it. Right. I'm like, Hey, I want to lose weight. I want to eat better get in shape, write more, all these things. I want them, but do I, do I do the little steps necessary? No, but <clears throat> excuse me, you take me and you go, Hey, we're flying out on this date. Well, now I have something to work towards. I got deadlines and things like that. I think I work better with a foot on my neck. You know what I mean? Just if you leave me to my own devices, I'm going to fuck around, but you take me, you rope me in and you know, like I said, put your foot on my neck. Yeah. It gives me a little bit of things. But anyways, it was, it was, um, <laughs> all that is to say, thank you so much to Mike, because without that, that help in that direction, um, I, I don't think I would have ever gone to LA and, and it was, I'll tell you guys this right now. It was, um, exactly the jumpstart that my, my comedy needed. I needed to see how many crazy, like you're not, you're not going to see that many headliners in one place at a just for laugh show that you would see at the comedy store, like that, that being at the comedy store several nights, was a really, really big deal for my comedy career. But anyways, so, um, we had had a full day of recording podcasts and stuff and the last podcast was out. I was up super late. So Wednesday morning was a big jump start. We, uh, we drove all the way to Santa Monica. Um, which is not crazy far, but half hour drive, but we drove to Santa Monica to see my buddy, Andy Hendrickson. Andrew is a, uh, Andrew, Andrew, Andy is, I'm so fucking sick. Andy is a great comic. I've worked with him many times here at the absolute comedy clubs. Super funny guys performed on David Letterman, um, you know, a bunch of, he actually has some really interesting stories to tell us and I'll, and I'll do more of an intro before his, uh, before his episode. But, uh, we had a great podcast with Andy. Andy, uh, had pointed us out, uh, a spot in Santa Monica called Benny's tacos. We went there, had, uh, amazing, amazing. I'm telling you guys, I miss the fucking tacos in Los Angeles already. 
everywhere we went was amazing. If you've been following the socials, like, of course you should be, right? All you loyal fans. Uh, <laughs> I say that like you, like you owe me the fucking attention. Um, hopefully you guys are following the socials. If you were, you were treated to images and pictures of just about everywhere I went. That was one of my goals is while I was there is to be checking in everywhere, taking pictures, sharing the experiences with you guys visually. So those of you who were following you, you were treated to all that. Um, and, but basically it's just a lot of pictures of me eating places <laughs> and then checking in at comedy, comedy locations. But, uh, yeah, Benny's tacos was great. And then we, uh, we got in the car and we ran, ran, we just rushed, uh, drove the drive was amazing. By the way, from Santa Monica, the drive back into Los Angeles towards our place, you drive through like Beverly Hills and, and past Rodeo drive and all these really cool places. Um, yeah, super crazy. And the weather's amazing every day. Every single day, the weather is amazing. It's not like, oh, well, today was a little cold and tomorrow's a little overcast. Absolutely fucking amazing every single day. And even Andy was saying that it sucks having the weather be nice every single day because you kind of want there to be a bad day where you can just stay inside and, you know, watch TV or something and be like, well, you know, I'd go out, but weather's shitty. It's like, but with the weather being good every single day, it's you feel like you got to seize the day, you know? So anyways, drove back towards uh, Kimmel. We did a quick change, got to the, <coughs> excuse me, the uh, El Capitan Theater, again, posted on the socials, and um, and found out that my buddy, uh, you know, Jesse, just wasn't 100% sure, that's what I was alluding to last time, but my buddy Jesse, uh, I, I won't say his full name only because I don't want a bunch of people to bother him for the same same thing when they go, um, but, uh, but Jesse got us, like, backstage, VIP, you know, we were basically in the green room behind Kimmel. So we had to go past all these lineups of people who were just there to see the show taping. And we checked in with security at the back, <clears throat> excuse me, got, got special bracelets. Um, we're downstairs in the bar area, you know, and again, I can go into that more if you guys are more interested in it, but I got to plow through this because I'm just dying here. But uh, yeah, I went to the back bar area. Um, it was open bar. There was catering. There's a bunch of people back there. It was really, really cool. We didn't even know who was on the show, to be honest with you. So it was kind of just like, oh my God, who, who might we bump into back here? Um, but anyways, and that, and after a point they, you know, we weren't allowed to take any pictures in there, by the way, that's why you guys didn't see any pictures, no pictures in there, no pictures in the studio. Um, the Kimmel, uh, studio, they brought us upstairs. Kimmel studio is a lot smaller than you would think, you know, this magic of TV things look bigger than they actually are. There was a warm up guy. Don Barris, who we had been hanging out with at the comedy store. So he closes the comedy store just about every single night. And uh, we'd been hanging out with Don. So we got there. Don came out, started warming up the crowd. It was funny because he looked at us and he's like, hey, I know you guys. How you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of fun. Um, we didn't see Kimmel beforehand. Didn't see Kimmel afterwards. But uh, Jimmy comes out. He does his monologue. Uh, nailed it first try. Like, like basically every scene was recorded immediately. Like there was no like mess ups and retapes. The, the whole thing was recorded within an hour. So it was, uh, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, there was a lot of direction. Again, some of these things we'll go into if you guys care, but, um, he records his monologue in front of the sign. Then they cut for a commercial break. Only there was no commercial break is being recorded in the middle of the afternoon, but they cut so that commercials can be inserted on whatever network. And, that very first cut, the crew comes running out and they they roll out the carpet, they put down the desk and everything, they pull these cords up through a plate in the floor. Um, so everything's there. Sorry, one second, I gotta, I gotta blow my nose. Sorry, guys. I'm getting much more comfortable pausing this thing in the middle. I never used to do that, but 
Now I'm like, oh, I gotta do something, pause, and I can go right back to it. I was worried everything had to be one take or just leave it all in there, edit it out afterwards. Anyways, um, they bring out the desk and he talked, he's like, he's like, you know, Jimmy will say hi to you guys. And he, he started chatting with one person, but like that person took up the whole two minutes that there was like sort of the turnover, you know, while they go from the monologue setting to bring out the desk and put it down. Um, so it's, it's very interesting, uh, how it's set up, whatever, but again, I would have taken pictures and recorded stuff, but, uh, not allowed. And there's tons of security, tons of it. Um, so yeah, anywho, um, he comes out, does the monologue. They put the desk up when they're doing the first commercial break. Um, and then he does his first, uh, first guest interview. And then, uh, what was really interesting was the, and the, the guest was Carrie Mulligan. Don't know who she is. She's in a new movie, her interview, in my opinion, nothing against her or Kim or whatever, but her interview was very boring. She talked about failing her driver's license five times or something. It was just, it, it wasn't a, a very compelling story. That's all I'm saying. Nothing, nothing shit. No, it just, it was just kind of boring. It was very surreal to be sitting there, but her, sh let's put it this way. And the magic of all that, just about anybody could talk about just about anything. You still be like, Oh my God, I'm at Kimmel. Her story was so fucking boring. I was just like, ugh, like falling asleep. Um, then they do another quote unquote commercial break. Um, so they cut, they walk them out the side of the studio. Um, and then they do this, this, this was the part that I found particularly interesting. Then they're like, okay, doing Kimmel promos, like the stage director or whatever. Like, All right, we're doing Kimmel promos now. Eight, five, four. And then you see Kimmel staring at the camera and he's like, hey, I'm, you know, tonight my guests are Carrie Mulligan from blah, 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 blah. Uh, my actors, Kevin Nealon from yada, 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 yada. And musical guests, uh, Lucas Graham, blah, 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 blah. And then that's it. Like, like we're talking like maybe 10, 15 second promo. And then. And then they're like, okay, now locals is what they said. Like now local promo. And this was the part that was interesting. So again, that blurb was who his guests were that evening. So it was like, tonight my guests are yada, 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 yada. Then he goes, and then they're like, okay, local promos. Then he goes, uh, hey, Stephen Barry. Hey, Sarah and Jim. Hey, Chris and Sandra. Hey, Chicago. Hey, Illinois. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Oh, really? Am I? I did. At what point did I say Siri in that entire fucking thing? Jesus Christ, whatever, it's staying in. <laughs> so anyways, um, the point is, is that he says like that, I'm guessing that he's saying the names of the news anchors in whatever cities there are, right? Because it's owned by ABC, ABC is owned by Disney, and I'm sure that they've got different channels and stuff and different news things in different areas, whatever it is. So the idea is when he's like, hey, Jim and Sally, hey, Steve and Sarah, hey, Chris and Tom, like all those things. So all of those little pieces would be snipped out and then they would be overlaid on top of the longer promo he did at the beginning. So rather than saying, Hey, Steven, Chris, whatever tonight, my guests are, yeah, I'm having to record all that. He records a blurb of everything. And then he just records, Hey, Chris and Sarah, Hey, Steven, Tom, Hey, blah, 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 blah. And then he'd be like, you know, Hey, Philadelphia, Hey, Carlsberg or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Is that a place? You know, Hey, Milwaukee. So the idea is like when you're sitting there watching the news show at the end of the, the, the night, and then Jimmy Kimmel pops on, Hey, Chris and Sarah tonight, my guests are blah, 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 blah. It's, it looks way more personalized. Like he's talking directly to that area, of course, but they record like he recorded like 12 of them in what seemed like 10 seconds. So, and it didn't screw anything up just, Hey, blah, blah, blah. So everyone's like, well, why doesn't he just record a canned one and use it all the time? Well, the idea is that he's wearing different suits. His guests are different. So he has to record the guest one anyways. Why not just record that? And then they can splice the two together. So it just, you know, right. We don't see the cut, you know, in between 
him saying, you know, to them, I guess, da 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 because they'll probably throw up a little Jimmy Kimmel live banner that just, you know, edits at the scene. Hey, Chris and Sarah, tonight my guests are blah, 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 you know? Just, I don't know. I thought that part was particularly cool just to see how they do that shit because I remember, I remember before I've seen late night stuff where, you know, you're watching something in like, you know, on, on city TV and it'd be like, Hey, Jim and Gord or whatever, the guys who are on city or something like that a long time ago. And you're like, Oh shit. They're talking directly. To, it's like, no, they're just, they just to record, you know, 15 of them all at once and send them to their markets. So I found that part particularly cool. So that's the most in-depth I'll go on the Kimmel thing. And then once, once Kevin Nealon came out, his, his stuff was funny. His, his interview was funny. And then they, uh, they sort of walked everyone out of the studio to the back area where they had the Lucas Graham playing on like the outside lot stage. Um, and then that was kind of cool. They asked us to stick around for like the first two songs. They're like, they'll be playing here for a while, but you know, uh, feel free to stick around just for the two first two songs. So it looks like there's a bunch of people here. They bring everyone real close to the stage too. So that the angles that they shoot looks like the place is packed. They don't, they don't show you from the stage out to the back of the lot. Uh, that was the first time we were allowed to pull our cameras out again. Uh, cause again, we're outside now we're at the stage. We're not inside the, uh, the studio or the green room. And, uh, if anyone's following me on socials, that's where, you know, in the back lot where the, the thing was, that's where we took the pictures of the, the big, big black Jimmy Kimmel signs. So, um, it was very, very cool experience. I had a really good time again. Thank you so much. My buddy, Jesse, uh, again, couldn't have done that without him. It was amazing, amazing experience. Um, yeah. So there we go. Jimmy Kimmel live taping. That was a lot of fun. And then we rushed to the comedy and magic club in Hermosa beach beautiful drive, beautiful place. Comedy and magic club is, uh, is another staple out there. Uh, there are clean clubs. They don't, they don't run just gross, like dirty, you know, stuff like that. You actually have to be a particularly good comic to work the comedy and magic club. Um, thank big, thank you to Richard who invited us out there. Um, and big thank you to my buddy Lamont Ferguson, who, uh, who sort of hooked us up together, just sort of sent an email on my behalf, linked us together. Um, it was a really, really great night to, to go out and see the show. Uh, very talented comic. So this was unlike like what we'd been seeing at like the comedy store. It was just like a shitload of fucking amazing acts all the time. This was like your standard show, right? Host opener, middle headliner headliner was uh, Michael Somerville, who I've seen before in Montreal at the comedy works back when it was under its old ownership. Crystal and I went to go see a show years ago and it was, uh, it was Michael Somerville headlining and he was still doing well. Uh, Mike was doing great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very funny guy. Um, the, the, the trip to the Hermosa beach and the comedy magic store was, was more exciting after the fact, uh, Richard was kind enough to take us on a tour of the back area. And there was like hallways upon hallways of like, uh, photos and promo and stuff like that of all these famous comics who performed at the comedy and magic club. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, telling us stories like that and the comedy magic club again if you go back to my socials you'll see some pictures inside they actually have these big uh display cases right in the showroom with tons of of comedy memorabilia they actually have um one of roseanne's outfits and i'm starting with her and she's been under controversy but it's still it's still interesting they had one of roseanne's um uniforms from like the like the, that old restaurant she worked in where she was wearing like the blue blue dress with like the pink apron. I don't remember which restaurant one was. I don't think that was the lunchbox when they all owned the, the loose meat place. It could be, but one of the restaurants she worked in, they had to wear these silly little uniforms or whatever. I think it's the one where she worked in the mall, but anyways, they had that. They had one of, um, Jerry Seinfeld, that frilly white shirt he wore in the one episode. They had that on display in there. They had one of the nutty professor costumes that Eddie Murphy wore. They had the bicentennial man robot, 
um, from the Robin Williams movie. Um, Ray Romano, they had the very last, uh, so the very last episode that they filmed, they had his, you know, regular plaid shirt and jeans from, from that episode. And then there was like, um, Patricia Heaton. So his wife, Deborah, um, they had a, uh, a costume that she wore, which was like, uh, something very revealing, but it was like an episode where she was going to like a PTA meeting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just tons upon tons upon tons of other stuff. And those are just ones that I, I remember very quickly off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, comedy magic club was great. Thank you, Richard, for inviting us out there again, broad strokes. You guys want to know more? Let me know. Um, then I had, uh, then we had Chick-fil-A. It was late night. We were trying to come back in. We were, we were, we were hungry. A lot of stuff was closed in the Hermosa beach area. Uh, so we ended up driving past a Chick-fil-A and we're like, yeah, let's try this out. We never tried it. Now I know. And this got me in trouble the very next day, because again, as I went to places, I posted it and someone posted on my Facebook, um, you know, home of the homophobe, great, great choice way to support or something like that. Basically giving me shit for eating there. Now, Chick-fil-A was nothing special. It's like, basically their thing there is like chicken sandwiches. Very like basically it's a bun, a chicken filet, uh, yeah, a chicken filet and, uh, and pickles. That's it. No sauce, no nothing. Give me one sec. Again, I'm, I'm losing it sinus wise. Sorry guys, trying to plow through. I'm still sitting. Am I still sitting on the first day? I really am. I'm still just sitting on what we did Wednesday. That's how much shit was going on there. Um, yeah. So Chick Fil A, I I understood that they got in trouble for making. I think it was like that they made like uh, homosexual remarks or whatever. I thought it was like someone higher up was was saying that they were anti-gay. That was my understanding. Um, so I was like, I can try it once and then not support. I don't like supporting places that you know are, are anti-gay or basically anything anti-human. You know, if somebody's if if you're anti somebody for just being who they are, you're you got to look at yourself a little bit. But having said that, my understanding was that someone got in trouble. I thought it was, um, you know, higher ups from Chick Fil A getting in trouble for for saying shit about uh, homosexuals. Turns out they are owned by some sort of religious group or they're like a church based company. I, again, I'm, I'm broad strokes on that uh, understanding, but apparently they actually lobby against like gay marriage and stuff like that. So they, they actively spend funds to prevent, uh, gay people from getting married, which is totally wrong. Um, now had I known that that may have influenced my decision, but again, I just wanted to try it. That's not like something that I intend to do all the time. We don't have them here in Canada. Um, and a few comics actually had been doing jokes about Chick-fil-A that week. So the seeds had been planted. Anyways, somebody, somebody attacked me on, uh, on social media, you know, for, for doing it. And I was very respectful. I, I essentially just called them on the fact they were like, oh, I don't support anything no matter how many times. Well, and then this person went out of their way to actually tag, uh, comedians that we know who are, uh, you know, who are gay. And was like, I'm sure they don't appreciate that. And it's funny because then those people commented back they're like, well, if you're just trying it, you're not really supporting it or whatever like that. You know, like you try something once, get it off your list and then whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's all I was doing. But, uh, so again, that kind of backfired on that person. Sometimes people have nothing better to do than to try to, um, I think Mikey explained it to me, uh, virtue signal. Um, so this person was virtue signaling. I was very respectful. Um, and it's funny too, because other people came to my aid in that. And I just, I don't like when the internet turns into a flame war. Like even the person, the person who called me out is, uh, is essentially a bleeding heart. This is somebody who, um, they mean well. So again, it's hard for me to try to, you know, come at them, but at the same time, I mean, well too, and this person knows me. So for them to go out of their way to just try to make me look bad, I think, I think that their, their efforts would have been better spent somewhere else. Um, but rather than attacking and whatnot, I was just like, I just, I asked everyone who was going at them. I said, please, this person means well, they're just, I, I would, I, I trust their, 
you know, I trust their, their morals. I just wish that they had done a better job of trusting mine. Um, but regardless, you know, anyways, it, it, it longer than that, you want to read it. It's on my Facebook. So go ahead and look for the Chick-fil-A post and then just read the shit that happens. Everyone likes a little good little flame war on the internet. Right. So that's what I woke up to Thursday morning. And luckily Thursday was the first day last week that we didn't have a bunch of shit planned right off the top. So I got a bunch of work done. I had edited, uh, the Brian Scalero interview, uh, cause that needed some, uh, some editing. I didn't have, wasn't, didn't have a chance to like merge it down or whatever. And it had to be up the next day. Mike and I had some shit that we were going to do that day. So just got it basically just work. You don't need to hear me talk about work, especially when I'm sick. So yeah, I worked on Thursday. Uh, we did some touristy stuff. We just walked down Hollywood Boulevard and looked at, uh, you know, some of the walk of fame stuff, a lot of stars everywhere in terms of on the ground, not out a walk on Hollywood Boulevard. We saw the Chinese theater where, uh, so there's basically like, you might see like two different things. So sometimes you'll see on TV, like they'll be unveiling someone's star on the walk of fame. And then other times you see people like pressing their hands and feet into the concrete or whatever. So that's that particular part, uh, the pressing the hands, the feet that's outside of the Chinese theater. A uh, very iconic place. There was lots of stars, feet, and handprints in there from Shirley Temple to Arnold Schwarzenegger to uh, Will Smith, um, you know, Burt Reynolds. Like, there was a lot of them there, and it was hard to just take pictures. There's so many people standing in the area, so it was hard to take, you know, pictures and stuff. But uh, it was it was really a really cool, cool thing to see. Uh, so we did a little bit of that touristy stuff, uh, picked up a couple of little souvenirs, Nothing, nothing huge. Just, uh, I'll give you an example. Simon, my roommate is, he collects keychains. That's his thing. And, uh, he's also like really big into movies. Like he's, his, his knowledge of the Oscars and who won what for what is, is very vast. It's like his rain man skill. So I got him a, a little metal Oscar keychain. So boom, a two for one, right? Well thought out gift. And it didn't cost me that much, huh? Everybody wins. All right. So we did that, and then we went to uh, to the comedy store that night. There was a lot of huge names at the comedy store that evening. I posted a picture of the lineup. Uh, not going to get into it. I didn't get to meet uh, everyone on that list that I wanted to, but I definitely got to say what's up to a lot of people. Had some good conversations. I will say Harlan Williams made me laugh my fucking ass off. So I was talking to someone else when I saw his name on the lineup, and it just happened to be coincidence that he was arriving at the exact same time. So I was talking to someone, I go, Harlan Williams, I go, I go, I know he's Canadian, but I don't know from where. And for part for a second, I thought part of me was like, I'm like, I think he might be from Ottawa. So and then right as I was saying that to him, I go, Do you know I know where he's from? And then the other comic was like, nah, I don't I don't really know where from he the other comic was a Canadian as well. Uh or the doorman, I should say, was a Canadian as well. And he was like, uh, Yeah, I don't really know. So I just turned around and he was just, he was just walking in the back, uh, at the same time. And I was like, Hey Harlan, uh, can I ask you something? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, where are you from Ottawa? He goes, no, no, I'm from Toronto. And I go, oh, okay. Okay. He goes, so where are you from? And I go, I go from Ottawa. And he goes, oh, is it Nepean? And I go, yeah, yeah. I'm from Nepean. He goes, yeah, yeah. It was the accent. And I go, oh, fuck off. Like there's a specific Nepean Ottawa accent. It was really funny. I, I did not expect to be taken. He goes, yeah, yeah, it was the accent. I don't know why, like he gets, I mean, there's not a lot of parts of Ottawa, but that was particularly funny that he really got me good with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the accent. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I got to meet Harlow. He was a nice guy. Uh, said, what's up to Ari Shafir. Um, I could start naming comics, not trying to, not trying to name drop. And again, a lot of you might not be as into comedy as I am. I know a few of my listeners are, are fans of some of these guys, but uh, anyways, Friday, you guys got a bonus episode with Brian Sclero. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, 
Mikey and I drove to the Santa Monica pier because I wanted to see the Pacific ocean. We hadn't actually seen it yet. Um, but when we got there, it was really overcast and apparently it's overcast there every day, uh, early in the morning, but we went at like, this was like one o'clock and it was still, you know, you'll see my pictures. You can't even see that it's the ocean, right? Right at the ocean. Cannot see it. We should have been able to see it, but the fog just made it impossible to see more than like 50 yards. You know, when we got to the edge of the, the Santa Monica pier, you could look back, you couldn't even see the beach. Like that's how thick the, the, the fog was. And I even took a video of us driving, like it was blue skies driving towards the ocean. And then as soon as you started to get real close to it, just gray. And then the same thing, I took a video of like blue skies, palm trees, and then just spun the phone around back to where we were coming from. And it's just like, you could just see this fog coming out of nowhere. So basically it was the only purpose that the fog did was to prevent us from seeing the ocean. That's basically all it did. But anywho, uh, again, fill it up the fucking sinuses. God, I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, we did Betty's tacos again because it was so goddamn good when they were there with Andy. Uh, we went back and we, uh, we packed up. Cause it was Friday. We leave it first thing Saturday morning. And then we went to a show at the haha ha comedy club, uh, which was a re really fun show. And we got to meet the owners, everything like that. But I got to meet, uh, one of my Hollywood crushes growing up. Uh, I got to see, uh, Krista Allen. Krista Allen is, um, she's a great actress. I've seen her in many, many things. I saw her. The first time I ever saw her was in married with children. Uh, she played a, a love interest of Bud Bundy's for an episode. Um, but she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, she was in the X-Files. She was a uh, regular on Baywatch. Uh, she played one of the lifeguards. She was, uh, not that I ever watched Baywatch, funny enough. It's funny because I knew who Krista Allen was and I knew her name. I saw her in the X-Files and saw her. She was also the, the, the girl with the big boobs in the elevator and liar, liar. That's her. Um, she was one of the two lesbians, uh, in, uh, anger management with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Uh, she's been in a ton of things. She's a character actor. So again, I could name like a bunch of stuff, but I, I, had a huge crush on her. And every time I saw her in something, I was like, Oh my God, it's Krista. It's so pretty. Um, so she actually happens to be a comic. Now she's doing stand up, And, uh, we went to a show, uh, at the ha ha comedy club and she was on the show. So I actually got a chance to chat with her beforehand. Um, we we're just shooting the shit, uh, you know, have a good time. Um, and, uh, she did a great job. Like we gave her a tag. She tried the tag out on stage. Um, you know, sort of gave us a laugh and a point afterwards. And, uh, and then after the show, we got to chat with her a bit more. And, uh, I think we exchanged uh, social media contacts and things like that. So, you know, we're, we, uh, shot the shit a little bit afterwards, uh, the show, she, uh, was kind enough to, uh, you know, take a picture with me and whatnot. And she did a little promo for the one man podcast. So you guys will hear that later on. It was just really cool. My last night in, uh, in Los Angeles, I got to Got to meet a little celebrity crush. Everyone's got a little celebrity crush. Got to meet her. She was such a sweetheart too. She was very, very nice. Um, yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, and then of course, home, sleep, up in the morning, uh, planes. And then of course the flight back, uh, was fine. I, we had to check into security more than, than we wanted to. Like we checked on their Air Canada app and it said that when we arrived in Montreal, we'd have to clear customs, but we wouldn't have to, uh, go through security again. Give me one sec. Yeah, we wouldn't have to clear security again, but uh, what happened was, I guess when we got into Montreal, the way that the airport is designed, you have to get pushed back through out into the main area, and then we had to clear security again to get on our flight from Montreal to Ottawa. And uh, it's just annoying because I had so much stuff from the podcast and everything. So basically my bag's filled with wires, cables, metal plates for the microphone stand, microphones, you know, recording devices. So of course, all this stuff goes through the x-ray and it's like, what are all these... So, so every time I had to go through security, I'd get 
pulled over and all my shit opened up and whatever. So to have to do it an extra time needlessly, especially when the expectation is that we wouldn't, was just really frustrating. Whatever. I watched um, uh, Super Troopers 2 and I Feel Pretty on the plane. Uh, Super Troopers 2 for the amount of time that we waited for the sequel to that movie. Garbage. A couple funny moments, but particularly stupid. Um, so very disappointing. Uh, those guys are funny, but it was just, a, it was too long a wait for what ended up coming. Um, and then I feel pretty was actually, I mean, uh, it's Amy Schumer's movie, Rory Scovel's in it. That movie is actually really good. Um, it gives you a kind of a look into what it's like to be a, to be a lady. Um, no, it's just the, the shit that girls go through and, you know, the, the pressures to feel pretty and things like that and how much being good looking can give you confidence and, you know, whatnot. And just even the people who are good looking to have to go through stuff, but whatever. Good movie. Very surprised. Uh, and I, and I definitely recommend it. I feel pretty with Amy Schumer was very, very good. Uh, very inspiring messages, uh, for people. And it sounds so stupid, but she did a great job of writing a movie that gives you a look at what it's like to be a girl and, uh, and what confidence can do for you. Mm. Drinking my forbidden lemon drink. Um, what else? Anything? Nothing really. Went to Absolute when I got back. Went to went to get some poutine and Absolute comedy just to sort of detox from all the LA comedy. Sunday morning, I did a pet event. Uh, boring as hell. Nothing to report. It was just this, this funny little thing for cats, <laughs> which I trained myself like first thing in the morning on. So got up and did that. It came back and I unpacked and decompressed. I played an hour of the new Red Dead Redemption 2 game. Uh, super cool, but like doesn't even scratch the surface, so I won't talk about it. I'm looking forward to actually getting some time. If I'm sick in bed, you better believe I'll spend a little bit of time playing that. Um, and there was there was ads for that everywhere in Los Angeles. Right next to the comedy store, there was like a 20-story building that the whole side, both sides of the building had a full bottom-to-top uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 posters. So like that's the, the Rockstar spent a shitload of money on the advertisement for that game. Um, what did I do? Monday, I drove Uber. That was yesterday in the morning. I drove a little Uber. Nice to be back, breathing regular air. I did some podcast prep, and then I started to get sick. Yeah, I started to feel it in my throat and my ears. And again, uh, not being a bitch about it, I appreciate the fact that my, my illness gave me the week to... Uh, to enjoy in Los Angeles, I started getting sick when I got back. So I went to a, uh, the, the training for the Coca-Cola event that I did today. I went to that training for that last night. Then I went to absolute comedy, featured the show there, uh, played around with a few new ideas, but nothing, nothing substantial. Again, you're getting sick. It's kind of hard to keep your head in the zone when you're not feeling well. So did that. And then today woke up crack of crack of dawn. Sun's not even out. And I went to this all day Coca-Cola event for Coke's inspiration. What is it? Innovation lab. So Coke's doing a bunch of new things with, you know, recyclable bottles and, you know, compostable stuff and new flavors with reduced sugar and, and new initiatives. So that was a, I mean, again, I, it would have been a cooler event, not been completely sick and standing down the hall, basically just directing traffic. That's all I did. <clears throat> Stood in the hall today and pointed people in the right direction. That's, that's, that was the extent of my, uh, my day. So there we go. <clears throat> um, yeah, that was my week. I mean, again, I'd love to, to go into more of it. Maybe that's exactly the quick little thing you need. 35 minutes in, boom. Uh, watch some of that Making a Murderer season two. I've not finished it, but I find it interesting and and almost as compelling as the first season. So that's kind of cool. Uh, trying to get my brain back on track. 
yeah, I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it for last week, guys. You want to know more? Contact the one man podcast.com. With that, we move right into my partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom reader. And this week, my article comes from Uncle John's bathroom reader. Tunes into TV. Why TV? Because, uh, I don't know. I was in LA. I didn't put a lot of thought into this one, guys. But I did find this one pager to be a little bit interesting here. This is called the test pattern. Uh, a blast from the late night television past. Say goodnight, Gracie. People of a certain age remember when television broadcasts ended late at night. Until they resumed early the next morning, all that could be seen on the TV was a test pattern or test card. These were configurations of lines and black and white shades used to calibrate both transmission equipment and old-style TV sets. They're rarely seen today. Most TV stations now broadcast 24 hours a day and televisions no longer require calibrating. Modern color bar patterns are still used by broadcasters and once in a while you see them pop up late at night. The most widely used of the old test patterns was the Indian head test card, so named because it included an image of a Native American man complete with feathered war headdress. Created in 1938 by RCA, it became a standard part of television broadcasts in many parts of the United States from the late 1940s until the 19. 70s, the end of the test card era. There you go. And it's a little running feed here says the Indian uh, head test card was also used in Canada, Sweden, Rhodesia, and Venezuela. So there you go, guys. A nice little quick one from you from my partners at portablepress.com. The test pattern. Just in case you're wondering why it was there, that was there for calibration. Um, we got my partners at Absolute Comedy, guys. I am happy to be home, uh, newly inspired to write new stuff and to just become an absolute killer. Uh, just seeing how how much talent is in uh, is in California, you know, hoping to one day be able to make that uh, my home. After being there, I'm just like, yeah, this is I, I gotta be I gotta be somewhere like this, this or New York. And in New York, I would take Los Angeles over New York only because the weather is nice there, like all the fucking time. So, gotta gotta be a part of that scene. I gotta I I, I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. So yeah, um, I will be uh, I will be headlining Absolute Comedy Kingston. Uh, November 21st, 24th. So any of my people in the Kingston area that are listening, I will be there for an entire week, the 21st of November to the 24th. Come out and see me. If you're in the, uh, you know, if you're in the sort of the area that's, you know, outside of Toronto or outside of Ottawa and you want to see me, uh, come and uh, come and see me. You'll see a lot of, a lot of your boy there, about 45 minutes of me running my fucking yap, which is basically half a podcast, <laughs> but it'll be all jokes. It'll be nothing but ha ha ha's. So come check me out at Absolute Comedy at Kingston or uh, or just check out Absolute Comedy in general. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you. 
if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Spots deserted. Please drink resplendently. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> who did I forget? Did I forget them? Not a fucking chance I forgot them. You know what? They didn't forget about me either because when I walked in the door back from my trip from LA, uh, I'm just going to keep dropping that forever. Uh, when I was in LA, when I was in LA, just be that obnoxious cocksucker. Um, why do I always do that? I love these guys and they're wholesome and I find a way to drop swear words or something profane within the first 15 seconds about talking about it. I walked in the door and the lovely people, and it's not the lovely people, they are all lovely people, but one in particular, my my contact, my buddy Chris at TK had sent me yet another wonderful shipment of, of magical books from DK. And so I had one that I was going to do. But unfortunately, uh, I was so sick. I did this, this book, listen, when I review this book, it's going to, it's going to be proper. All right. But in the meantime, I, uh, I had to pick something just a little bit easier for my, my brain, my swampy, sick brain to absorb. Uh, and it also sort of just kind of coincides with the, with the last week's, um, uh, books. I did, uh, last week I I'd re reviewed, went all the way up to the Hollywood Hills, took a picture of the beautiful Marvel Studios visual dictionary. Well, uh, this one was sitting waiting for me this week. It is the Star Wars, the complete visual dictionary, the new edition. So this one is big as hell. And if you are a Star Wars fan, this thing has it all. Let me tell you, you hear the spine of it cracking. That's how friggin' heavy this thing is. Uh, this covers all of the movies that have been put out to date, um, and, and you could basically, I mean, like, how do I review it? There's, there's like the, from the solo movie, there's some pages that have like the Kessel run crew on it. That'll tell you all sorts of different little pieces. I haven't even seen the solo movie yet. So these things are completely foreign to me. It was available on the plane and I just, I just chose not to. I think I would rather watch it on a big screen than this tiny little back of the headrest thing, but they've got like the, the. Donald Glover, Lando Calrissian. Uh, they've got the uh, Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian. But they show like everything from like the uh, the different headdresses he wears for the, the Cloud City to uh, like the the the, the skiff guard helmet that he wears at Jabba's palace, right? So when he's hiding as as one of the guards there, like it has everything. It has. It, I really can't tell you there's several hundred pages and it'll go through everything from like the rebel pilots and all the different things that they wear to the Imperial leaders, um, the different robots and what the different parts of the robots do. Um, it even breaks down C-3PO at one point and shows you like all the different pieces of C-3PO and what his parts are, but every character and all of the different costumes that those characters wear throughout the course of the, the, the movies, um, it's super cool. Uh, it's super, super cool. Uh, the Luke Skywalker sections, it'll show you like the old one, the old Luke Skywalker, plus the new one from The Last Jedi. It'll talk about the Supreme Leader Snoke, and it even call, it even describes the scar in his head. It says hypertrophic scar channel is what it's called. I'm just reading here from my notes. The hypertrophic scar channel, which I don't really know what that is, why he's got a big scar channel in his head. But let's put it this way. If you are a Star Wars nerd, 
okay? There's nothing wrong with being a fucking Star Wars nerd, but if you're a Star Wars nerd and you get into your nerdy arguments about what uh, a type of cruiser is called or a certain weapon or even like a little type of a clip on someone in particular's belt, you need this book. It's got the Vulptex, which are those little crystal foxes running around. Right. And it'll describe like the different parts of them. So like the sharp crystal fur and all sorts of things like that. Like it shows you the different lightsabers and whose lightsaber has what and you know, the different I don't know. It's a really, really cool piece of Star Wars. It's basically like a trivia book in, in a visual dictionary form. So it gives you the you know, the the rundown on that. So again, not to go too too in depth with it, because I could talk about like, every page has tons of stuff on it. But if you're a Star Wars fan, wicked little compendium. It has everything from all the Star Wars movies up until now in it. So uh, you're not really missing anything. I guess if there's one more movie coming out, it's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to get the updated one. But in the meantime, win all the arguments. Star Wars, the complete visual dictionary from my friends at DK. Go out and get it. They also sent me two little bonus ones, which I found was, was kind of cool. Now, these are cute little extra books. Ah, I got to clear out the nose channels again, guys, because I'm sure you're hearing it. Sorry about that. All right, so... Um, they sent me these two extra little books, which I really like. They're they're along the same veins. First off, they're still Star Wars. And I like that they're along the same veins as some of the other books that I've been reviewing from DK, stuff about mindfulness and assertiveness and psychology and things like that. So now these books, before I, I get into them, I can't say like, oh my God, these are amazing. You have to go out and get them. All right. I do love DK, but one thing I love more than DK, the only thing that supersedes my love of DK is when I'm honest with you guys. So I, I got to tell you, these books are cute. All right, but they are certainly not like a, I, I got to say they're not a rush out and get it unless you're, unless you're a big Star Wars fan and you're just looking for something cute. Like I would say these are kind of a cool thing to leave on the staff room table um, at your work. It's not something that I would personally rush out and get um, for myself. You know what I mean? Like, again, I, I just, just, I'll give you an example. So there's, there's two books here. We've got Star Wars, Be More Yoda, which is mindful thinking from a galaxy far, far away. And Star Wars, Be More Vader, assertive thinking from the dark side. So uh, definitely if you're going to get one, get both. It's just a cool little yin and yang sort of set, uh, having the two together. They're small little hardcover books. They're not, they're not pricey, um, but they have, um, cool little, just little quotes in them. So again, it seems more like it's like Be More Yoda mindfulness, but then, the 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 mindfulness tip so each page sort of have a picture and sort of just like a little thing here so i've picked i've picked one from both of them to give you guys an example of so i've got the yoda one of the ones here says always with you it cannot be done hear you nothing that i say and then it says believe in your abilities so a healthy dose of skepticism is good but doubting yourself is self-defeating you might not have all the answers but you might not need them right now believe that with calm applied effort a solution will present itself whether you are choosing which university to apply to which job you should accept or proving to your mentor and yourself that you are truly a jedi master Quitting is frustration. Sorry, quitting and frustration is never the answer. So that's one page. And some of them are like that, where they actually have a bit of a mindfulness to them. But uh, I read some of them where it's just kind of like a little nod to Star Wars. It's not, there's even really anything necessarily pointed towards a mindfulness approach. Um, so they're, they're cute. The book is only about uh, it seemingly, let's see here. It's only about 80 pages long. So it's not very, very big. Um, but they're little hardcover books. They're, they're cute. Like I said, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's cute. It's a cute little sort of, uh, almost like the Tao of Pooh. There was a, <laughs> not a towel of Pooh, but there was a book called like the Tao of Pooh, I think it was. Um, and it's all about like how, how much Taoism is in, uh, Winnie the Pooh. 
So it's kind of cool in that regard. Um, but that's the be more Yoda, a mindful thinking from a galaxy far, far away. And of course, be more Vader, assertive thinking from the dark side. And I'll give you an example of that too. So again, assertiveness, I read one I was, I was going to pick and I was like, you know what? This is really just a nod to star Wars, but so here it is, uh, Darth Vader. I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Darth Vader to Lando Calrissian. Uh, so this one says, refine your negotiation skills. You don't need to rely on Jedi mind tricks to become a deal maker extraordinaire. Focus your discussions on what both parties will gain in any negotiation. You may be coercing a local politician to carbon freeze their best friend, but remember... Uh, sorry, but remind them how they'll win their city's autonomy in return. If they moan about the deal getting progressively worse as you increase your demands, bring in the muscles. Stormtroopers are the best closers. So I'll give you an example of that one. That one, you know, it, it is telling you to be assertive. Basically, the, the only thing it's telling you here is like when you're negotiating with someone, remind them what they'll gain. But everything else is like, you know, whether you're negotiating carbon freezing, that's a Star Wars nod. Bring in stormtroopers, Star Wars nod. They'll win their city's autonomy, right? Cloud City, Star Wars. So... I will say this is one of the very rare cases where I'm just not like, oh my God, these books are amazing, but I will say they are cute. And if you're looking for something sort of funny, or if you know someone who might be able to use a little, just a little tiny dose of mindfulness, but you know that they won't read a, a book on it. Maybe, maybe if they're a star Wars fan, you could throw this at them and, uh, you know, figuratively, and, uh, maybe they'll read it and go, oh, you know what? It, it has helped me. I do want to be more Yoda or be more Vader. So guys, three star Wars books from my, uh, my partners at DK, the star Wars visual dictionary, two major thumbs up. That thing is beautiful as always tons and tons and tons of, uh, of visuals in it. So that's, that's an outstanding book. That one I stand behind hundred percent. Every movie that they've made, including the rogue one and the Han Solo movie, those are all in it too. So, uh, pick that up. If you're a big star Wars fan, if you know someone, it's a great, you know, we're starting to get towards the holiday season only in the sense that, you know, never, it's never too early to start picking up that perfect book for somebody. So, um, star Wars fans that will be very, very happy with the complete visual dictionary, because rather than it being just a book that's sort of like, uh, you know, without going on too long, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, movies come out, they're popular and they'll, they'll make a book that's basically just summing up the synopsis of the movies. Well, you saw the movies, you know what I mean? You could, you could handle that. You can, you could, you already know the movie. So you're going to buy a book and then read about what the story was. You saw the movie, you know, right? Whereas this is more the visual dictionary. So when you see somebody with weapons and stuff, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I'll give you a small example. A lot of people, a lot of people who are Star Wars fans, I don't know how we know. Um, shit, I saw something the other day I would love to reference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody was talking, I don't remember what it was, but somebody was saying how, um, fuck now I wish I could look how many different directions on my, my head's a swamp, but I can still fucking lose myself in it. Uh, I'm drowning in mental quicksand. Somebody was watching, um, somebody was talking to somebody else and they said that the old saying is Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the King's horses, all the King's men couldn't put Humpty together again. They say that's the whole, the whole, uh, fairy or nursery rhyme or whatever. So how do we all know that he was an egg, right? It's not in there, but we all know that Humpty Dumpty was an egg. So it's for pictures and stuff like that. Anyways, that, that popped into my head. This is true, right? That's the whole, the whole thing. We don't know that, that he's an egg, but, but we do know he's an egg. How do we know that? Is it from images and stuff, but who decided from the nursery room he was an egg? Anyhow. A lot of Star Wars fans know that the um, Boba Fett, right? Boba Fett's pretty common. I, I would say that if you know Star Wars, you probably know who Boba Fett is. His name is mentioned in the movies. But Boba Fett has a very famous spaceship. And 
I know any Star Wars fans are probably yelling out the name right now, right? What's the name? Yell it, yell it. I can't hear you. Uh, but the name of, of, of Boba Fett's spaceship is Slave One. That's the name of it. And I've learned that from video games. I've had it and stuff like that in it before. But but Slave One is the name of Boba Fett's spaceship. So things like that you're going to find in this book where it's kind of like, well, they never say it in the movie. They never say that the spaceship is called Slave One, but it's something a lot of Star Wars fans know. So just just interesting shit like that. You're right. You're going to pick up this book. All right, moving on. DK, thank you as always. Thank you, Absolute Comedy, uh, Summers B, and of course, my partners at PortablePress.com. Uh, coming up this week, guys, I, uh, I, I do want to say this. It is Tuesday. All right, so when he hears this episode, it's late, but I want to say happy birthday to my buddy Jimmy. Uh, it's his birthday today, day before Halloween, so uh, you guys will hear this on Wednesday, but happy birthday to him. I called him this morning. Just a little shout out to my friends. Tomorrow, I will be Ubering in the morning and then hopefully sleeping all this shit off. Thursday night, I want to go to the earliest screening possible of Bohemian Rhapsody. Holy shit, does that movie ever look great? I'm a big fan of Queen. And uh, really looking forward to this. This movie's got Oscar shit written all over it. Friday, you guys are going to get a bonus, another bonus episode of uh, the One Man Podcast with my buddy DJ Demers. DJ's an amazing comic, amazing comic. He's a good friend, super funny guy. The sky's the limit for this fucking guy. And I can't, uh, I really can't wait to, uh, for you guys to hear that episode. And uh, it's just funny. We were just sitting at his house in Burbank. It was beautiful. Burbank is fucking beautiful. He lives like four blocks away from the front gates of Walt Disney Studios. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyways, uh, so I, that episode's coming up for you guys. Uh, just back to doing samplings on the weekend. And uh, and then I'm going to go see the Halloween movie. Even though I'm late to it, I'm going to get a chance to go see the Halloween movie on Tuesday. So looking forward to all. Guys, if there's anything more that you wanted to know, and there are stories, there's more in-depth shit, please feel free to ask me anything. Uh, contact at onemanpodcast.com. I'd love to give you more. Uh, we made it in under an hour. So how about that shit? Hey, no, uh, no emails this week. Uh, and thank God, because even though I thought this would be a short podcast, I managed to get a bunch of it out to you guys. Uh, but I just, I feel like shit. So I'm going to, I'm going to sign off. Um, please check out, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, follow those. Um, YouTube is way behind. I got to start putting the episodes back out. Um, I'm going to be making some slight changes to the podcast, just formats with certain things. Um, you guys heard the, uh, episode last week. I closed it off with a little bit of Diana crawls, California dreaming, you know, uh, she's one of my favorites. She's absolutely outstanding. Um, and I figured rather than just putting on the old mama, mama and papa's version, right? I thought, why not go with a little bit of a twist? So, uh, tell me what you guys thought of that. Do you like, do you like something a little bit original at the end or we just stick it with the old badasses at monkey junk? You know, who knows? There, there's going to be some changes. I was making some changes around here. God damn it. So, uh, thanks for listening. You know, uh, you know, I love you guys being out there. If you're listening to this on Facebook for some reason or whatever, Twitter, um, feel free to send me a message. I'd love for you to subscribe to this on whatever you know device that you have, whether it's Android or Apple. I'd be happy to tell you how you can get this for free every single week delivered directly to the palm of your hand at no charge, right? So that you can listen to me run my mouth in sickness or in health every single week, guys. And uh, please, if you are on any of those platforms, just take two seconds and give, give me a five-star rating. Um, if you're like, you know what? I don't think I can give it five stars. I'll give it less than that. Uh, then you know what? Take your time. Don't, no rush. <laughs> but I would love a five-star review. I'd love just a little write-up saying Josh is uh, is annoying. But you know what? Even when he's sick, he brings himself to, to just run his mouth. So uh, whatever it is, guys, listen, I, I appreciate you being there. I had so much fun in Los Angeles and I'm happy to be home shake this fucking illness get back on my feet start writing the jokes all right got some new fuel under me it is time to fucking bring it i'll talk to you guys next week thanks so much for listening